Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, episode number 333. On deck as we make our march towards 350. Whose number is that? Uh, 333 is Darren Zoff Jr. Nope. Yep, it is. It, it is. Uh, Wayne Clemens. There you go. That's Sorry. what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Wayne Clemens, a guy who spent a lot of time running out in, in Dunkirk's neck of the woods, um, Jimmy Elman posted a picture of an eight-point buck that he had to use a forklift to hold the horns up. The thing was huge. That's awesome. It was, it was a, it was a good-looking deer. And also, all of our friends out there are uh, under a snow advisory. They could be getting a foot of snow. So... <laughs> Happy to be right here at this part of New York. (laughs) You can keep all of that. Uh, Wow, man, everybody was jumping in early tonight. Bobby Joe Shipley uh, and and, and John out there. Scott Kiefer's out there. Jacob Lane saying hello. Nick Stepik. So I'm glad that we have the number of people out there um, like we do right now because this is uh, some of this is going to also fall back on on your shoulders as well. Um, We didn't. We had a lot of stuff planned this weekend, and this past weekend was was supposed to be the the, the Tiger Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I reached out to to Cody, and uh, obviously things were real heavy for them. You know, one, there's no news to give. There's nobody knows anything. Mm-hmm. We can rehash the same story, um, and uh, they were hit a little bit out of left field with with the the short notice on the the schedule. Um, and then on top of that, it it still is a it's it's still a big day for them you know yes. the, the the memorial and 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 thinking of everybody so um the tim tiger memorial obviously off the schedule for this year daytona's off the schedule for this year so they cody said appreciate it that's that's very kind but um let's hold off until we have something to talk about some, understandable some have some news and some progress so so we went that route and uh and and the day just it got away from me today. I was going to try and, and and set something up so that we could follow up in in bigger form and fashion with um, with Smash It. But last night, um, I got in a conversation with Lee Sager, and and it, it spilled into today. Not overnight, but we picked it up during lunch today, talking about you know, is it is it the money that makes people come to a derby? Is it the cheap entry fee that makes people come to a derby, or is it instead? I get something that nobody else does because we've often talked about how people will virtually kill each other for a dollar more than anybody else in the field. And, and we got kicking, kicking that idea around. And I wanted to get some thoughts from some of the fans that, that are always tuned in at home. So we've got, we've got some of that stuff. Um, I, I want you to throw as many ideas, as many questions as, as you can fit into the live chat window. We will, uh, we'll, we'll try to answer as many of those as possible, but, you know, Brian, let's let's use that as a jumping off point. You get the trophy, and people won't miss their hometown fair because they get the trophy. 
even though you know the inspection is trash and you know that the builds suck and you know you're going to waste a good car and you know the money isn't going to be there and everything, but you still want to get that trophy because nobody else is going to have it. Is it is it the money or is it something else? You know, I think it depends where you're talking about. Um, you know, for me personally, um, you know, obviously you're in the same boat. You know, we grew up loving Waterloo. Um, there was... For the long, longest time, there was no other derby in the world other than Waterloo. And, and uh, you know, even with the smaller car counts, um, there's still just something about Waterloo. I feel like guys that guys that come to Waterloo, you know, they drive hard, they put on the show. You know, it, it's, it's not an easy derby by any means. Um, so, I mean, if you're talking a hometown fair, I mean, I, I think it's just the, the local bragging rights. I mean, I'll be really honest with you. Um, and, you know, people may not like me after this, but that's, that's fine. That's not the first time. Um, the first year I won Waterloo, we brought the car home. I unloaded it, pulled it into my front yard and parked it. And we had got a... I think it was the year we moved in and we got a, a new TV. No, it wasn't that. I can't remember, but I, but I got a cardboard box that was, I don't know, it was big. And I put 2000 Seneca County Fair Demolition Derby Champion and plopped it right in front of that car. I left it there. Um, I was proud, man. It, it meant a lot. It meant so sure. much to win Waterloo. Um, you know, it was my hometown. I mean, you know, we touched on it. I'd seen Mark and Harold and Betty just, you know, that was their, you know, that, that was like a, a going to the bank for them. I mean, they'd come in there and. And they'd walk out with a whole bunch of money. Dave Harrington, local guy, I'd seen him win a bunch. Um, you know, uh, Brett had won my hometown fair before me, um, I think. Um, so it just, for something like that, you know, it, it, it means. Wait, wait, so uh, Brett won the year before? I I thought Brian Wise got his first one the year before you did. He, Brian Wise won. I can't remember if I won that before Brett or not. but um, Brett had a, I thought Brett had a couple or at least helped Mark get a couple of them. In, in the years prior to that, yeah. there was a run where there was there was because back back then in the mid nineties there was two features yeah. through the week yeah. and there was a stretch of twelve straight or six and then one guy mm-hmm. and then another six or seven in a row where somebody with a last name that rhymes with Benjamin <laughs> ended up taking the win out of there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Honestly, I, maybe I did have one be there before Brad. I don't know, but I mean, it just you know when it, when it comes to the hometown, it's just it's your hometown. You mm-hmm. know, it's just that's you know, and I think everybody's kind of gone through that. That that's real. I mean, even talking, to, you know, so, you know, talking to some of the bigger names. That's that's what I've heard from them as well. So there's some 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 talk about the money being something, but it not being everything. The immediate messages coming back from. Pork chop and from Jacob Lane is the bragging rights because after that the, the trophy's a dust collector. We remember we went to the Keystone Nationals and we have a picture of Todd Height standing next to that trophy, and that trophy was six foot tall. Mm-hmm. And we joked about how a lot of these guys were gonna have to disassemble it just to get it home. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had cars that were coming from so far away. And then there's there's uniqueness of trophies um where you get uh, it was the I think it was the battle at the border where they had the caskets and then the creepy mm-hmm. creepy doll. Somebody was just talking about that. You know the money encourages it, but but we've we've often joked, especially in our trips out uh, out west to Utah and Minnesota, where if you paid everybody in the feature six hundred bucks, put the Mad Dog out there for a thousand, 
they would go berserk. Oh, yeah. Or you could go out there and you could pay everybody out there 600 bucks, eliminate the mad dog, and first place gets 601. Oh, yeah. And they would go nuts, and, and, and it would happen that way. Um, there's all this allure with the, the big money shows and going out there and running for 10000 and wanting to be a part of it. And, and then at the same time, we've seen so many promoters say, I don't want to book a big show in June, July, or August. Mm-hmm. Because all your county fairs and guys, drivers will not skip their hometown fair. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen. Remember what a big deal it was when Matt Gaskin came to Seneca County mm-hmm. because typically that that falls in line with with Hemlock schedule yeah. and Canandaigua schedule, and it yep. just happened to be that we had the extra that extra week, mm-hmm. and it and it got us a little bit more room. And he showed up and yep. he said he's always wanted to come here, yeah. which was it's cool it, it was it was very good to see him there and you know we and we've talked on it too as well um uh money's nice but you spend it you know what i mean you're and you're not gonna think you know i and, i mean i guess i should when i won when i won waterloo the first time the money i the, the first rottweiler i bought came from waterloo winnings you know i i took it and i bought a rottweiler so that was kind of cool um i don't know man you know it's a, a lot of it like I think for the bigger derbies, it's you know, you know, it, winning, winning Metal Mayhem, you know, for the longest time was like winning Daytona. You know what I mean? Like it was a long time. It stood alone as the crown jewel of Demolition Derby. There was you know, I mean, there was a, a documentary made about it. Um, you know, every year guys would get on We Crash to see what was going on and who won and. Um, so I mean, I the bigger shows, you know, I I, I definitely think there's it, it's also bragging rights. I I really do. I mean, money's nice. I mean, you know, everybody like to win ten grand in a derby, but we're gonna we're gonna have to keep our our thoughts short here tonight. They, everybody has has totally embraced this this interaction cool. thing. My God, I can't even keep up. Uh, Justin Hartzell said uh, essentially. If you get booed at your hometown show, that means more than the money or the trophy. <laughs> That's happened. <laughs> he said he was in food line after the derby was over with. And um, he was in the food line after the derby was over with. And the people in front of him and behind him were talking trash on him and didn't even know he was there. <laughs> That's, so that's awesome. kind of funny. Uh, Jacob Lane says it, it doesn't matter. Uh, even if the Mad Dog was twice the money, it's still worth it to take the win and say I drove better than you. That's that's fair. That's kind of interesting. Or you just do what Jake and Ben used to do and knock you out of your seat better than everybody else did. Jake who? Jake Doyle. Jake Doyle hit people before? Yes. Really? Yes. I'm going to have to go back and check videos. I don't believe that. <laughs> that's not true. Jake Jake drove a hell of a show in the, the first mod show at Waterloo. Jake was tearing stuff up. Do you remember that time when you drove by Jake and he was hung up and he was hanging out the window and you didn't knock him off? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sure do. <laughs> oh, Miles, Miles Ricketts. The Ricketts family out in Massachusetts are out of their mind. They mm-hmm. are they are a lot of fun to watch. So this this should be good. Atmosphere and rules travel to a show that pays a little less if they have good rules and isn't a hassle with one person passes the next fails for the same thing. That's an interesting take yeah. on it. But that still doesn't separate us from people won't travel opposite their hometown fair. Yeah. Think about the number of times we've talked about the caliber of drivers in Waterloo who have then eventually ventured out mm-hmm. and run at Bash for Cash or Keystone Nationals because that was really the only things that they had as options. Yep. Maybe even maybe even if you if you branch that out to include like wheel days and some of that mm-hmm. stuff in the south southeast of us mm-hmm. that eventually went down to run in Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's still 
will do nothing but complain about their hometown fair, but will do nothing but run it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you know, and that's the thing. You know, I, I've definitely had you know, I've had my share of controversies at Waterloo, but I mean, you know, I, I still love it. It's still it's still hard not to run it, but I mean, you know, unfortunately, right now it's just not where you know I'm building to go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but like last year when I went down to run, um, you know, Gully Show. Um, you know, I support Jeremy because he's a good guy. He's got good rules. Um, I like how they do things. But, I mean, I got down there last year, and I was looking at the caliber of cars, and I'm like, damn, if I win this heat, I'd, I'd beat some really good stuff. I mean, this would definitely be, you know, this would be a very impressive. I'd take this as a very impressive win. You know, and then three minutes later, my shift in linkage was kaput. But, um, so, you know. It, That's the same thing that happened at Cuba Clash, right? Cuca Clash, I got pinned against the wall by three guys and drove over by two more. Or was it pinned against the wall by two guys and drove over by three? I can't remember <laughs> how that went. Dylan Swingle brought it up in chat. I couldn't let it go. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Karma, brother. Karma. <laughs> go on. But, uh, no, it's, you know, um, it'll it's, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I'd, at this point, I would like to, you know, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm closing in on 50. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing it. But, I mean, I would like to just go run. A, geez, I'm Christmas. Somebody wants to talk to me. Um, I would like to go run a big show just to say I have, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of, you know, we, we went to King's Old School and, and did above average there. I was pretty happy. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to try it again someday. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Andy Wolfanger and Kenny Swingle, I believe, are the... The two that were the first to introduce themselves to you. Well, the Manichaki brothers were right there with them. There well, was four right. of them right <laughs> off the bat. I guess, I guess, I guess Kenny didn't like it when I put him on the wall in the heat, and he he was really <laughs> upset after that. I know, but you know that that happens. It, well, it does happen. Uh, if there's a Mad Dog, I'm sending it. Even with no Mad Dog, I'll make my presence known. James Brown. Oh yeah, you know, that's, and that's we, that's we, a true statement. We've we've talked about it, you know. Um, and Brett's told me re- repeatedly, he's like, you know, if you would just let off the gas a little more, he's like, you'd have a lot more wins. And what I'm guilty of is, you know, it always seems to happen that at Waterloo, uh, I'm sorry about talking about Waterloo, people. Um, I appreciate, or I, uh, sorry about that. But, um, you know, when you make a hit and you can hear the crowd over the cars, there, there isn't a whole lot more that's better than that. I mean, that's a really neat feeling. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm an adrenaline junkie. Or I just I, I like to hear the cheers. Once I hear that, I I tend to get on the gas pretty hard. And so it's it's hard to Waterloo, Canandaigua, Penyan. Um, there was some place elsewhere. Oh, uh, the old track at um, Shenandoah County, the old Woodstock track. Mm-hmm. Those those tracks, the fans were right. They're right on top of the cars. Mm-hmm. They're so close that that yeah, you can you can hear the conversations happening in the front row when you're waiting for the green flag to start. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have you ever been to Afton when they had a derby? I was there one time. Yep, I was at Afton one time. I don't remember what the show was, but I was at it. Was pretty, it was Afton because it wasn't Ackward. Was it? It was Pat. Pat Jordan ran the place. It was Afton, right? I think so. Yeah, because they they have the track, like the old track, that's closer to the stands, and then they have the track that they actually they race on now, which is farther away. Yeah, this was the old one. This is the one where at some point somebody like 
hit a trash can and it caught on fire kind of kind of close nice it was fun it was that was a long time ago yeah but no it's i mean and you know back in the day i mean when we first started traveling you know we would go to different places just because they were different places you know that's how we went to burton uh utica rome fulton it was someplace different we had multiple cars and you know they he said, "Hey, let's go try this," and we it was it was fun. I mean, you know the the money was nice. I mean, the the first one I got at Burton was a thousand bucks, and that was in 1999. Mm-hmm. That was real good money in 1999. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know that was that was fun. But I don't know. I mean, Alex Vasco just said, uh, "I always drive to put on a show because there's too many people watching the replay to drive any other way." <laughs> spoken by the camera guy. Yeah, spoken by the camera guy. <laughs> the really good camera guy. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, you know, I, I, I've had both happen. I've, I've drove more calculating and been booed and, uh, you know, I've, I've stood on the gas and been cheered. So it's, it's a, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, we, we said it before, it's like a boxing match, you know, it's, you know, everybody's got a plan is they get punched in the mouth. And my thing usually is that, you know, I, I don't really, I've never that offhand remember, I mean, I guess probably Brett, but um, I've never taken a big shot that really rocked me that made me mad. But, like, if somebody gets into a tire or somebody, you know, does something like that, I'm like, all right, you're getting it now. Well, something popped into my mind as you were starting to go down that road, and I was just thinking of your your wagon Mm -hmm. when Jake brought the, was like, what, an 83 Imperial, the the weird-looking heat car. Mm-hmm. And he tagged you, and I almost think you either went along the blocks or behind the blocks and came back in and chased around and ended up putting him up on the blocks with his back bumper up in the air. Really? The, I don't remember was, that. Was that the gold? Or was that the gold Chrysler? I don't remember that. I can't remember. I uh, I remember Jake having that like '83 Imperial or whatever it was, '82 yeah. Imperial. Yeah. But I don't. I thought he popped you, and there was there was only a few cars on the track at that point. Do you remember? Do you remember the year I, the, when I first? I took a few years off, and I came back, and I had that blue, blue Grand Fury that I'd ran at the state fair, and they went out and said go, and Jake just his mind was to junk me. He was after me from 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 the word go until we were done. You remember that one? It was Wednesday night. I I remember Wednesday night when. Nick had that yellow and orange car. Remember that one? Impala? Uh, His colors were yellow and orange for a long time. Yeah, it, it was before he started getting into the Pontiac wagons. And, and I, we, we have had debates over this before. I think he ended up winning it. And the car ended up down the street from me back when, when the Felbers lived on the corner of Main Street. Mm-hmm. The, the car ended up down there. I always thought it was an Imperial, but I remember that that feature really, really stands out. Well, he his win came in a 60, 64 Imperial because it came down. Him and I battled. I had that 66 that I'd ran like three years, and it came down to him. Well, uh, Matt Robson. Matt Robson had a couple good runs. He had a, he had, an, he had a diplomat, and I would just like get him out of the way, and Nick and I be, would battle. And he, I think he ended up second, and I ended up third. I lost steering. I got stuck up against the wall, and Nick left me there, which is what he should have done. But I remember he brought that fresh, and when we got done, his rear bumper was touching his rear window. We were we were getting after it. And it but that was fun. I mean, 
Nick is one of those guys you never got mad. He'd get out and shake no. your hand and smile. And <laughs> I've never seen him upset. Mm-mm. And and you were talking about the guys that they get rattled when they get hit or they you know punch in the mouth and the eyes roll back and they just start going crazy. Mm-hmm. Nick, you could you could driver door him from half a track away and he would never get off of his game plan. No. Uh, Dan Bolton weighing in with a couple thoughts here. There's a lot of pride in running your hometown track, and then when a big show starts to take over and all the big names start coming into town, you want to rock them and say, welcome to my hometown. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's a good point. Another thing that, that, that came up in the, the conversation is if it's not the money, if it's if in, in, in pride, uh, pride trumping all, what about the weird prizes? Like, like sometimes there's these weird incentives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember where it was, and I was trying to trying to rack my brain and remember it. I want to say that it was someplace in Ohio, but I can't remember for certain. It was either Ohio or it was a derby down in Maryland. This is a long, long time ago. The Mad Dog Award was sweet corn. It was bags and bags of sweet corn. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was, and you'd have thought that it was, you'd have thought it was ten thousand dollars. People yeah, were just going nuts for it. Well, again, remember uh, Wayne Ellison Senior for a few years at Waterloo. He made some really nice right. stuff for the feature mad dogs. The, the fireplaces, yeah, those fire pits. Of course, but... his kid got two or three of them. Yeah, right. You know, Tim on occasion <laughs> drives hard, so. Um, <laughs> But, Tim did the right thing. He cut them up and used them as fix-it plates, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's neat. Uh, you know, I'd like to get one of those six-foot trophies. I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Are your ceilings even high enough in the house for six-foot Oh, yeah, trophy? we got cathedral ceilings in my living room. We get, we get 14-foot Christmas trees. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm, when my kids... By the time my kids were born... My wife had moved all of our all of my trophies out of anywhere in view, and Zach happened to be going through stuff and found them one day. So he's brought them all back down there in the living room. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking, you know, he goes back to college, or goes to college. I'll probably they'll probably get put back away, but for right now, they're they're still out. But um, I don't know. I mean, the, the Waterloo Trophy sits in a pretty prominent spot. I was that's that was a that was a big trophy. That was that was pretty cool to finally get that. Again. Ed Brewster, check it in. Uh, Anthony Faith, remember seeing a sky high award. I've seen I've seen those before. The person mm-hmm. that gets the um, gets their bumper the highest. Oh yeah, you know those are always fun. Didn't they they do that at uh, Winter Slam? Yes, that's yeah. that's been a that's been an award from day one. Well, since our day one, yes, Winter Slam, right? That's been a day one <laughs> or a, an award, but yep. I remember that, and then uh, I mean the longest toe. I think that I think that always is, is sort of a given at some of these bigger shows. There's some yeah. sort of longest toe qualifier. Carson Dixon has basically owned that from um, uh, from Lignite, South Dakota, mm-hmm. coming over to Winter Slam. But then he got beat by uh, uh, Andy Ship. <laughs> coming from England. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't actually tow anything. I don't think that's fair. Uh uh, Marcella Benjamin says that you can borrow one of her six-foot trophies. She's got a couple to pick from. Yeah, it's nice. I got a three-footer. That's that's not bad. I'm happy with it. Scott Kiefer says running Steuben County was the best. The fans were fantastic, and the hometown uh, on top of the hometown running against the Snyders was always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Snyders were tough. <laughs> yeah, they were they were always fun to watch. Doug and Danny were amazing. Good dudes. Chuck, Chuck Bowman says, making any of you guys cheer is enough. After all, 
uh, you have seen it's hard to do. So suddenly we're experts. I'll take it. <laughs> Chuck, um, you know, it, it's funny. Chuck and I have grown up together. Uh, we've gotten older together. Neither one of us have grown up. That's That was a false statement. Um, Chuck and I have gotten older together. And, you know, he actually started out in Derby before I did. And he has been one guy that has not cared from day one what he's in. Somebody's going to get hit as fast as that car will go. It doesn't matter what he's in. It came down to him and I at a uh, at Waterloo. Sorry, Josh. Um, it came down to him and I at Waterloo once. He had like a 80s Chevy Impala, and I had a, an Imperial. And, you know, I Chuck always said, man, I'd love to battle you. And Chuck's a little nuts. And uh, this is a hillbilly hammer for those of us, for those of you who don't know his, his actual name. Smashing his way to Valhalla. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we did. We battled in the heat. And Chuck was hitting me as hard as that car was, and I hit, gave him pretty good shots. And I didn't find out until, like, the next year. I was, you know, we got talking because, unfortunately, you know, kids in life, we just don't see each other as much. And he's like, yeah, you broke my ribs last year. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I ended up with some broken ribs after that heat. He's like, that was fun. I'm like, Chuck, you are absolutely insane. But... Yeah, Chuck is Chuck is definitely fun to watch. If I win the lottery, Chuck is going to have some incredibly built, nasty cars, and we're going to see him really wreck shit. Because we don't get a lot of them, um, I think Chuck Bowman is now chasing the number one spot for most rollovers in the Seneca County history, uh, initiating most rollovers. I think Lenny, I think Lenny Marsh had the most. If you count the TP hit where they both went up and they kind of teetered over when he hit the, with the Captain Crunch wagon. I remember that. That was, that was early 90s. So I think, he's got, I think he's got three, but I think Chuck has two. Really? Two or three. I, I remember one time he hit, he hit uh, Jonathan Fowler, and Jonathan Fowler was, was, was like in the exchange and ended up blasting another compact car in front of the, uh, front of the Jersey Bears right near the crossover gate, and he ended up flipping that car over. It was like a, a Chrysler LeBaron or something, an 80s Chrysler LeBaron, mm-hmm. small one, like the Charger or whatever. And later on in the night, Chuck had had a celebrity wagon. I mean, one of the one of the most indelible moments that I have in Demolition Derby, front to back, with all of the derbies that we've seen. And some of those derby, some of those years, it was 30, 40 a year, was. Chuck had this celebrity wagon, and he was coming off turn one, and he turns right towards the stage, and he's got this big open helmet. A celebrity wagon isn't big to begin with. No. He basically put it on like a shirt mm-hmm. when to, to climb into this thing. Yeah. He's got that goofy open helmet, and he's just grinning ear to ear, and the back end's broken. And <laughs> the back tires are doing this behind him, and he's got that thing turning 7,000 RPM, moving at four miles an hour, you know? And yeah. there would no place else on earth that he would rather be. And I looked at that. And I had the microphone, and I was supposed to be saying something, but I just for a split second I thought, some point in my life I want that joy. Yeah, because <laughs> there was no place else Chuck would rather be yeah, than right there in that car. Yeah, and you know who else? You know who else? You you got that same feeling for was Chuck Chapman. Yeah, when Chuck Chapman was on the Derby track. That was where he was supposed to be, because Chuck never bitched. Chuck Chapman never bitched. He never complained. You know, he it didn't matter if he had a, a car that was you know cherry or a car that was rusted to pieces chuck was going to be there at the end and chuck was going to drive hard to the end and i remember when chuck uh won at metal destruction Mm -hmm. in the stock class Mm -hmm. and and i hadn't really known him at all before Mm -hmm. that and and what a, a genuinely nice guy he was yeah 
um, I just knew him from just just tenacity. Mm-hmm. You know, just he will get every last bit out of whatever mm-hmm. rusty pile he brings out there, and he's gonna threaten the money. Oh, absolutely. And I got a picture of him holding that trophy, and he's got this sneer. And I'm like, man, this dude must have a thousand wins. He hates any bit of this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and as I got to know him a little bit more, it's like he just, just didn't didn't really care for the attention, but was mm-hmm. a genuinely nice guy. He yeah. he uh, he got caught in that trench. I think he had a he had a brown wagon. He had a brown wagon when when Josh won the stock show at Metal Destruction with yeah. his Malibu. Yep. Um, I remember the Redskins decal on the bumper sticker still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Chuck had, you know, Chuck had drove a hard heat, and you could have put the taillights back in Josh's car. But, hey, <laughs> he, he got to win. I mean, that's all that really matters. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we've seen guys like that, you know, at the, at the uh, you know, at the national level, too. I mean, we see guys that, you know, we mentioned Bobby Brockway. Bobby doesn't put the, you know, Bobby puts the time into the important parts, but he doesn't have a, he doesn't have, you know, three grand in his cage. You know, but he's always there at the end, and he is always going to have an outcome, or he's always going to affect the outcome of those big shows. So it's it's just it's it's cool to see, you know to see it all the way. And the the thing that I love, one of the things I really love about Demolition Derby, is that is we've gotten more. You know, we've become more uh, experienced. Is to find out that from Maine to Minnesota to California. Everybody is working on their derby cars last minute. That makes me feel so good because I just thought it was me that was killing myself trying to get cars done. No, it's everybody. That was that's. <laughs> you gotta hear this Dan Bolton story. I've never heard this story before. He just shared it in the live chat. He was in Cuba and he had put concrete in his rear bumper. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the derby, an official comes up to him with a chunk of concrete in his hand, right? And and they they go, what's this? And, and Dan goes, I I have no idea. And he goes, well, it came out of your bumper. And Dano goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I loaded my bumper full of concrete. And the official says, you're never going to run here again. And Dan goes, it's, it's fine. I didn't plan on coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty neat. Yeah, there was, I, uh, there was, we saw some real good shows down there. Mm-hmm. We saw some really good shows down in Cuba. I was, I was cleaning up. Um, making room for the new computer that we got out mm-hmm. of out of Ohio and um, the 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 monitor rig was way bigger than it looked in the pictures it uh, takes up quite a bit of space so I was cleaning up the the desk and going through I mean I was finding notes and slips of paper from 2017 2016 to a DVD I found the first note card that I wrote down the measurements for the picture in picture really yeah yeah you know not the not that, that really matters or anything, but it was still there. Yeah, it's something neat that you if found in, else, in your history. You, I don't clean that desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but uh, uh, I found this chunk of rock. It was about that big. And um, that rock came off of the wall at Dunkirk, about eight feet in front of where I was filming from, when Hank Pensack took his outlaw car. And he hit the wall so hard, it cracked the block. It took a chunk out of the top of it, and it put a big crack in it. It was nuts. Car didn't move. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Hammer and Hank. (laughs) I had two pieces off of that wall, and one of the pieces, the big piece, it was in Hank's garage. I mean, who knows if it's still there, but after the derby, I I, I threw him in the – I used to have this this Dewalt 
tow dolly that all the uh, GoPros and all the cameras and stuff sat in. And I threw him in the bottom of it, and we went back to Hank's house after the derby, and I gave it to him. And he put that right up on the shelf, and I kept one of the smaller pieces. And um, I just thought that was the coolest thing. That's and, pretty neat. And I'd, I'd forgot where it was or what happened to it, but I, I found that again. That was kind of neat, you know, one of those. And that, that ranks right up there. If I could ever get my hands on, on one of those, those servos, mm-hmm. you know, the one that, that Rick had on the show, um, I'd, I'd like to get my hands on one of those. I got a bunch of old stuff in the garage that's parts and pieces that's 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 scrapped anybody else but mm-hmm. uh, it's really cool to to have that bunch of grills out of cars and stuff um remember how excited rick was when he had when he was showing us that servo yeah that, that was, was awesome <laughs> that, was, that was that was his contribution to the world that was but, awesome man yep he, he certainly did uh that was that's i that might be our most popular in studio show oh yeah yeah like that's got like 3500 or 4000 views it's up there oh yeah it's got it's got tons, yeah, tons of, uh, that's, tons that of was, watches. That was really cool, mm-hmm. which would make Rick's day. He, uh, he really, enjoy, really enjoyed the sport, man. Alex Vasco, what are the plans for Crash Course in 2021? That's a great question. Um, the plans for 2021 are try to get back to normal, which I still think is too early to tell. I don't think that we're going to be doing anything before we get to the middle of summer um, for us. Just because of the just because of the restrictions that we've got uh, for us up here, um, one of the one of the classes in my wing of the school is now on lockdown quarantine. Like the kids aren't allowed in the school and everything because it was uh, that's super close to home. Like mm-hmm. super super close to home. Oh yeah, it's been hitting around my wife at school. It, it's 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 it just feels like it just feels weird. Like like it almost feels like. Somebody's throwing darts and you're on that spinning wheel. Is it going to get you or not? You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that we'll still be still be facing some challenges uh, within the next two weeks. We'll find out more about um, Motorama in Harrisburg, which would probably be the first thing that we go do in any way, shape, or form. And that's just announcing um, the the old track racing stuff down there. Beyond that, I don't know. If uh, if you got ideas, you let me know. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're you know. If if things uh, if things open back up, I mean, Chris and I have talked a little bit, and uh, if I'm speaking out of turn, Chris will correct me. But uh, you know, we, we've discussed doing some you know doing some live streams, maybe you know, just to, to kind of get back and not not the schedule we had before where we were doing them every weekend. No. Um, both of us have got just too much going on right now to, to do that. But I mean, um, you know, we, we've discussed doing doing a live stream or two, and uh, you know, obviously there's there's this stuff with Smash It. Um, hopefully, we can get back to get back to some normalcy there but um you know if nothing else we're going to be here every monday night um you know it's it's still pretty special that so many people enjoy our show if finger lakes one i mean that's that's the one part yeah if he doesn't kick us out so we'll do it from chris's kitchen contracts do up at the end of the year it's a contract year so we got to make sure we put together a couple good weeks yeah we'll see what we can do way to really kick things off for the month of december having no guests (laughs) and talking about stuff from 20 years ago Everybody's got to do a retro show, man. They they do it every year with uh, with NASCAR and uh, well, you shouldn't do the NASCAR because they're dying. <laughs> um, sprint cars and late models and you know, and, and the thing is, is, is there's. I'm going to preface this by saying, live your authentic life, mm-hmm. live what you have fun with. Friday night, I I did a stream with RDP and and yes, 
it's cross-posted to the Crash Course page. And yes, you can see Video Game Demolition Derby on, on the Crash Course page. If you don't like it, shut it off. I'm not going to stop being friends with you because you don't like it. But, yeah. you know, I, yep. I, you don't really need to tear me down because of it. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had, remember Relic Lindsay? Yeah. He was all over that thing. That's awesome. He was, and, and we haven't talked to Relic since probably, I'm guessing it might have been the 2019 Blizzard Bash or the one prior to that that we were at, which would have been 2017 Blizzard Bash or March Capital City Carnage. So it's been a long time since, mm-hmm. since we, but it was a ton of fun just interacting with them. And then, then we got bantering back and forth with Lee. And I'm like, we haven't done this in a long time, especially since we've had Facebook as a, as a primary part of mm-hmm. what we were doing. You know, we've had it before, but it wasn't out there. It was a little clunky and stuff like that. So I figured why not give it a try and see what happened. But I mean, things have, things have, lit up um oh eric wheeler he's uh he's got covid right now he's real sick up in rochester so we're thinking of eric man that's uh that's tough to learn of hopefully he's going to be okay Uh, i'm looking for a comment that we had a little bit ago that got lost in the shuffle uh jeff schumann strive strive for the top and still get mad dog he's got a few of those um, Anthony Faith, he's going to go wide open at Redneck Rumble this year. Man, where did that go? It's pretty neat. Jeffy's down there doing, building something in the shop. He said, I said, how do you manage to listen to us? He said, earbuds. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that Jeffy, uh, Jeffy listens to us uh, pretty regularly on Monday nights. So, Chris Jeff- Leach, the person <coughs> with the most memories is the person with the most wealth. Work in silence and let success be the noise. And I'm here to tell you that Chris Leach is one of the most underrated drivers in New York State. Um, Chris is a pure Ford man. Um, you know, he ran against guys like Mike Mike Rice and the Snyders and Aaron Bunts, and Chris was always there at the end. Um, great mechanic, great driver, great builder. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I have very fond memories of watching the Cool Cat run back in the day. Uh, always in Fords, right? Always. Always in Fords. I remember when, when the guys first started going down, to, that I know, first, first started going down to the, the south to look at cars. You know, guys are bringing back fresh Mopars or fresh this and fresh that, and Chris brings back a fresh Crown Vic. And, of course, he won two or three shows that, and uh, – but yeah, Chris is Chris Leach is a, a great builder, great driver, great guy. Um, you know, he, uh, he he's one of the many Derby guys that reached out to he's me. He's from down Bathway, right? Yep, he lives in Bath. So I always heard this rumor that he's got this insanely nice shop that he builds in, but all the windows have been spray painted black so you can't see in. <laughs> I have been in the Cool Cat shop uh, a couple times. It's it's a it's it's his it's the shop or it's his garage at his house. Um, Definitely, uh, definitely, pretty meticulous guy. He uh, he's good at what he does. Unfortunately, he has he hasn't ran in a, in a few years, um, but he when he did, he was very good. We got some pictures. The problem is, is this platform isn't set up with screen caps, so I don't know. I like like I know what you're talking about. Huh? So I'll act like I know what you're talking about. So, in in different versions of the streamer that we use here, we've had it set up for um, screen captures. 
so we can dial stuff in and out and, and do screen captures. And we've added different things to this and, and updated and changed it. And somehow the screen capture input has been removed or at least recalibrated because I don't recognize it and it doesn't say anything in here about that. Um, so I don't know if I can grab those pictures, but but uh, Nick has sent some pictures. What we'll do maybe is, is when I get back home, because it's going to be late night doing doing graphics and stuff anyway, uh, we'll try and pull some of those down. We can add them in the comments on the, the Facebook page so you can see some of those other unique trophies, and, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Um, Eric Wheeler drove vans, huh? Interesting. Mark Benjamin said he was a past winner at Waterloo. I don't. I don't remember him winning there. Not to say that, that he didn't. Eric Wheeler. Yeah, if he came up and ran on Mark, yeah, I, I would remember. There was a couple of years they brought Mark brought a friend or two of his up and ran. Right. Um, well, the year we found the dried mud in the frame, <laughs> um, the guy that they gave the first place money that two night that night was a friend of Mark's. Yeah. So, because there was nights they would bring up three, four cars. Not that they really needed them, but they would bring extra just in case. Decoys. But, yeah, but uh, yeah. Why is it? Why did? Do, why does black add toughness to cars? That that that's a question for the live stream. Chris is over know. there. Um, maybe somebody can answer that question. Why? Why does black add toughness to derby cars? I mean, we're all most all of us are guilty of it. We've all painted our cars black on point or another. So why does black add toughness to cars? I, I threw it out there. Why are flat black cars harder? I mean, the only the only car that's ever been run in Ohio has been black. Yes, I've never seen another car. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know that's a lie though. Chad Dyer's cars are always bright yellow. They're always yeah. bright yellow. Um, so I got a question for Chris Marquardt. Yeah. Uh oh, this is a lot of thought going. Into it is. I, I just want to make sure I word it properly. Okay. Um. Is Crash Course today in line with the vision you had when you sent me the, the text that said, hey, you want to do a derby podcast? Uh, no. No. No, it's gone. It's gone up, and it got up to where I thought it was going to be, and then we had to recalibrate what we were doing because it was it was too much going out and not enough coming back in um, to to make it work, and then – um, where we were at as a result of that, we couldn't keep up with the technology as it evolved. Mm -hmm. And we were going places that didn't have the technology infrastructure to support what we wanted to do. So we were, we were kind of forcing a lot of times, whether anybody knew it at home or not, a lot of times we were forcing a square peg into a round hole and, and getting lucky that it worked. Um, I didn't, want to go fully into the pay-per-view thing mm -hmm. if we had i think uh our financial situation would have been better and we could have continued on that tra trajectory um then in order to keep things balanced and stop hemorrhaging losses uh scaling back on the shirt scaling back on on some of the print content and things that we were putting together we have come out of the mainstream where we were which isn't necessarily where I thought we would be. I still think that we have a nice lane. I still think that we have a, a role and a, and a purpose. 
Um, there's also still times where um, I'm struggling a little bit to keep going at the pace just because I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting tired and uh, I don't know if the show is still fresh, if it's still new, if there's still new fans coming to it, if people watch out of habit. Um, so is it where I want it to be? No. Um, it was where I wanted it to be. But the, uh, the, the opportunity cost of staying at that level didn't uh, it couldn't be reconciled uh, against the long-term sustainability. So we had to find a way to make it back into something to where we could at least regroup. Um, I still think that we're, we're, we're behind technologically. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we were to go most places that we could find the techno- technological infrastructure there in order to, to be successful, and we could make what we have more than functional. Um, we've got a lot of the coax stuff that we've only, for all the money that we threw into that coax program, we used it twice, maybe three times. Remember, the t- <laughs> it was only like this maybe second year we were at Blizzard Bash. And the live stream wouldn't work. You remember getting it set up to where you could live stream off your computer, and you're like, "Look, we can do this off mine right now. Let's 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 go." And the powers that be in the arena at that time, because it was a whole different crew working then, they're like, "No, no, we'll we'll get this working. We'll get this working." Um, but you were ready to go. You had stuff ready, and it was like it delayed i think the i think the start of the derby was delayed like an hour remember that night because they were we were in the small room on the other side yeah we were across they were and we were running back and forth and it got to where like you'd went over there a couple times and they wouldn't talk to you and then finally i went over and i'm like look what's going on i i only went over there once did josh go over once maybe josh went over once and you went over once i did everything that i was doing by phone i was calling them telling them look i was on the phone with a couple different people saying right now it's not perfect but i can get a camera feed out of here right now and we can start Mm -hmm. and then once it's ready we can kick it over because you're going to do a whole lot different type of goodwill than than otherwise and 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 it and i get it i get it i get i get all of it just i uh i was thinking in the moment and Mm -hmm. they were thinking in the big picture and and that's why that's why they run the big picture. <laughs> That's why they're not there anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've we've had some pretty neat times over the years, man. Um, it's still cool to to hear from people and to hear people watch us. I mean, Nick that's epic. And, and uh, a couple of these guys are all saying that it's uh, it's it's good hearing all the old stories, which which is good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that is good. But uh, you know. We, there's there's so many places that we've been that I think now in hindsight we could do so much better. I know, um, I know we need to upgrade our cameras because I I remember from long ago those cameras that we had they they had HDMI takeoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you take the HDMI, you put it to a converter, it turns it into a, a, a SDI signal, and then it goes 300 feet if you need it to, and it goes to a converter and it comes back down, it goes in the computer, and all works fine. The field of view on those is designed for a long ways away, so it's a real narrow field of view. It's short and wide. Mm-hmm. So if you have stuff happening right in front of the camera, all of a sudden you're like looking in the window and you can't pull any further back. Like the camera that 
we've got right here it's got a it's got a different field of view mm -hmm. the difference is the cameras that we were using when we were doing dvds i had to be able to replace selling four dvds at 20 bucks a piece <laughs> so if a stone went through the lens i could replace those things for for next to nothing yeah. and it wasn't that big of a deal now i mean like i said that they were functional and and mm -hmm. we did a lot we did a lot more than people would probably think given the the you know, bags and boxes that we stuffed in the back of the van. We did a lot more than we probably had business doing. And, and we made the house of cards look really good from 20 <laughs> feet away. You know what I mean? We, uh, Chris and I were talking here, I don't know, a week, a couple weeks ago about, uh, some neat ideas that we have going forward. So hopefully, uh, when things get back to normal, we can, I got a, I had a, a pretty good idea and, and Chris seemed to like it. So we'll see if we can get that to, to go at some of these big shows when we get back to them. I, I think it's something the fans really like. So hopefully we can, uh, we can bring you guys, you know, that, that have supported us for long, bring you guys some, uh, some, some pretty neat stuff here in the not so distant future. Guys and gals. Sorry. Bunch of messages coming in and private message too, man, trying to keep up with everything. Um, I'd do it on my phone, but it'd blow up and we'd be listening to 18 <laughs> different things going on. So Chris has got the computer. He's, he's doing the technical stuff, which is the way it should be because Chris is way smarter than me. Did anybody answer why black cars are tougher? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Let me get back to everything here. I, I navigated a way to answer a question. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I got this weekend was was crazy. Um, we had a couple of days off of school and everything, so uh, make sure that's turned down. Um, the answer why black cars are whoops, tougher. I didn't yeah. have it turned down. There we go. That should be. That's it. something I'd do. Yeah, I gotta get that muted. There we go. Uh, yeah, we had. Uh, why are they so much harder? Um, they're not harder. They're just a little more elusive. That's Scott Tatters. <laughs> Bobby Joe Shipley, uh, flat black hides a lot. I've and, heard that and rumor. And that came in a bunch of different times. I've um, heard that rumor. Guy Raymond said uh, black has always been an intimidating color. So I, I, can, I can see where, uh, where that is. Um, uh, Wayne Van Lant, have I thought about working together with someone like Trackshot or Derby Tees to help each other stay fresh and be able to reach drivers from across the USA better? Yeah. There's been a lot of conversations and a lot of people in Demolition Derby that fans have taken up arms to support um, don't realize that talk on a fairly regular basis um it's really interesting when i not so much now but i mean if we're going to go in the wayback machine and and i don't want to i don't want anybody to misconstrue this as digging up hatchets that have been buried at all but it was always interesting to me to have conversations with mark klein when we went to topeka always always interesting because we would hear from Derby Tees fans about how terrible we were doing. And then he would get heckled by Crash Course fans. And the thing is, is we talked regularly. We talked about technology. We talked about cameras. We talked about collaboration. I mean, we still have been on other Derby Tees shows. Remember, we went to um, uh, Redneck Rumble. 
Sturgis. We went to uh, Sturgis, Kentucky, and we were on the on the air there. And we've been on the air with um, at Bash for Cash. A lot of the same staff comes and assists on the Derby Nation shows in Topeka. We talk pretty regularly, so I mean, there's no there's no ill will from us to anybody, you know. And I always got a kick out of it. Like people thought that there's like all these walls built up, and, and there's not from us. There's not really uh, in terms of the stuff with 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 Mark and Derby tees either. You know, there's really no no issues. They've got their they've got their methodology and their plan, and 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 we've got ours. And when the when the when the paths overlap, they overlap, and when they don't, they don't. It is what it is. Uh, Joe Johnson, what do we think about the muscle car heat at San Filippo Smash? I'd like to see it. I would definitely like to see it. Um, I think it's going to make. I think it's going to make a lot of people mad. I. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to try to find a Camaro to run, but it, uh, it did just just didn't work out for me. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, Jeremy and his crew have come up with some pretty uh, pretty neat ideas. Um, you know, it kept uh, kept Derby pretty pretty interesting. Um, that relic heat has been a favorite the last few years. Um, you know, uh, Klinger's kind of went down there and cleaned house and that. But I'll tell you what, the, the last the last year they ran, Klinger, Klinger really had to work for that one. There were some well-built cars. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Hopefully we can get that in. And I, 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 what I would personally like to see, uh, a little tangent, is I would like to see, since there wasn't a, uh, a San Filippo smash this year, I would like to see us double the money next year sure. so if we normally you know donate if the, if, we, if the derby community family you know usually can donate seventy five thousand, i'd like to donate 150 i think that would be amazing i think that would that that would be something really awesome the derby community to do but yeah the, i think the muscle car heat is going to be entertaining i think we're going to learn a lot we're going to learn what what you can take from a uh, uh Vito's checking in. It's going to be awesome as long as there aren't any 69 Roadrunners. He'll be okay. There's going to be some nice stuff that gets torn up in that uh, in that heat. But I think we're going to learn what some of these uh, muscle cars can hold in terms of their, um, their, their, their derby street cred, if you will. <laughs> and I think there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings of that relic class. When those videos got put on Facebook, there was just message and post and post and post after post mm-hmm. of people. Why would you do that? You know, it's no different than somebody who takes a pristine steel body 35 Ford or a 29 Plymouth and cuts it all up to make it into a rat rod. Mm-hmm. It's theirs. They you can know, do whatever was, they want with it. Years ago, um, Kyle Collinsworth had bought a 64 Imperial at an auction and... I went up and bought it from him, and part of the deal was when I bought it, um, I'd strip it up there, and he was going to sell glass and motor and training and so on and so forth. So after hours, I'd go up and work on it, stripping it, you know, when I wasn't affecting his business any. And there was a neighbor of, of Kyle's shop, you know, and he was a customer of Kyle's. And uh, he came over one night and was kind of, you know, needling a little bit about what a nice car, you shouldn't be wrecking it, and he left, and I said something to Kyle, and I'm like, man, that's, you know, it's kind of why I don't have my own business. I, you know, I don't want to deal with people. And he laughed, and the next night he came back again, and I wasn't in such a good mood. And I said, look, 
I said, you hand me the right amount of money. I said, I'll leave this, I'll leave this car right here. You can do whatever you want with it. I said, otherwise, I don't want to hear your mouth. Ugh! And that was the end of it, and he walked home. And, you know, that's what it comes down to. If you don't want these cars wrecked, then go out and buy them. Yep. The cars that are going to be wrecked in the muscle car heat are cars that had already been picked over or you couldn't do anything with. Mm-hmm. At least that's what we're told. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my brother, my, way back in the day, in the late 80s, um, Kewgee County Fair was huge, and they'd get, like, 200 cars at a derby at the Kewgee County Fairgrounds. Who is this now? Kewgee County. No, no, no. My brother. They, okay. They'd go watch, because okay. you know, he was when uh, he was young, and they were just out I of school. Was, and, I was really confused, because you started talking about your brother yeah. in Kewgee County, and I'm thinking, this we're going to talk about that. Uh, it was a Challenger or a Cooter or something that he had, the, the street stock car. Challenger. Um, That's where I thought you were going. Yeah, so. well, that too, but um, they a bu- him and a bunch of his buddies went to weed sport to watch that uh, derby one night and a guy pulled in there with a 68 or 69 roadrunner that there was nothing wrong with and there was guys trying to buy it nope i'm just gonna smash it i hate mopars i'm smashing this car so yeah it happens but again you know if you don't want it to happen then go buy the cars and wasn't it, it wasn't it at trumansburg where the guy pulled in with this gorgeous uh old mopar muscle car roadrunner or satellite or something like that and he was going to wreck it because otherwise his wife was going to get it in a divorce settlement and she wasn't going to get it so he trashed it oh i don't remember i've never heard that story that's pretty funny though yeah he was he made sure she takes it it's not going to be worth it <laughs> that's pretty funny that's pretty funny one of my best derby stories is is Shermansburg. we'd uh the first year i ever ran Shermansburg, um Tompkins county fair uh i'd taken a 70 newport up for a heat car and, you know, locked my way in, made it to the feature so I could take a fresh car back Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I had a 70-something. It was like a Roscoe cop car. Okay. Off. And, you know, as we usually did, we were finishing it up Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you have to jam shows. You got to be there early to sign in, blah, 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 blah. Well, Dad had built a tow bar because we didn't have a trailer. So he hooks hooks it up to the back of that truck, and I steered it. Because he's like, we don't, you don't have to steer it. You can just ride. And I'm like, no, I'll steer just in case. And when I tell you we were running up 96, Route 96, passing cars at 70 miles an hour with a derby, demolition derby car, I am not lying to you. I'm not exaggerating, not lying. Literally, <laughs> 70. Hauling. So I go out, run the feature, junk the car, end up second. We... <laughs> Get done. Dad's like, oh, bumper's still straight. We can tow it home. Put the bumper back, put the tow bar back on it, and towed it back home. Not <laughs> as fast, mind you. So we get home, and the rims that I had put on it, they weren't the original rims because I put some snow tires on it because you couldn't run heavy tires up there. Right. And we had to put spacers behind the rims to get them out away from the, the calipers. Sure. Every wheel on that car was loose. They'd weeble wobble. Every, <laughs> every lug, every lug, every hole in the room. Egged out. I'm just like, can you imagine if we lost a tire or two? Either way, told us. Oh How are you going to explain that? Oh my gosh! And that was before you know I had the current job I have where I might be able to get out of it. But that was, I don't know. That was a fun <laughs> I night. Be even t- I think it'd be tough now. That was a fun night. Uh, guess who just checked in on the live chat? Who's that? Stephen Blankenship. Really? Yep, been a while since we heard from oh him. Oh my goodness, Steve. St- we met Steve in Utah. What a good Steve dude. Was, Steve was uh, scared the living. Not as much right that night, but when we watched it on tape afterwards, yes. it scared the living bejesus out of every one of us. Yes. Yep. And he was our guinea pig, and, and the hindsight was if that had worked. 
Yeah. If it had worked, it would have been mm-hmm. so cool. But yeah. For those of you who don't the know, roll and go. Yeah, Steve, we were out in Utah. Um, Lazmi put on a show, and we went out there. It was the first time we went to Utah. And he came down that track wide open, and all he turned, and the car rolled over. And he kept going, but his head actually came outside of the driver's door. Mm-hmm. And he was very, very, he was beyond lucky. I mean, that was that was a miracle. And uh, kept going, and I think ended up second or third in the field. That feature was weird how it ended. I don't know where anybody really ended up, but um, that was that was definitely a miracle on that track. Yeah, he uh, he turned while getting clipped and barrel rolled and landed on all four and just left gone <laughs> just like that like it happened so quick the motor didn't even shut off i don't think i think i think the speed is what kept him from getting hurt because yeah. the momentum by the time his window his head was out the window the rest of the mass had already come over the top and he was all right yeah oh. that was crazy man uh good dude though now run sport sp- or uh, late models as far as i know late models yep yep that's right well, we can uh, you that we fl- that was an hour that flew fast. <laughs> I hope people had fun. I mean, it's uh, it's not something that we do every night. We try to keep the conversation going with the folks in live chat as well. We sort of lost the lost the steam on that as we got thrown around the old stories. Uh, Nick Stepic, I blame that on the IT cool. guy. New York and PA drivers came to his neck of the wood. Got to meet Mike DeFrisha out there. Um, He's a good dude. Seventy three Charger was a nasty car that uh, Scott Kiefer bumped into in in Bath. Probably narrowed down to about five guys that I assume that might have been built by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Butch Cisco, he's working on his his relic car right now. Um, we we do need to uh, bash for cash, smash demolition derbies. They are are looking at that one uh, coming up in the uh, in the spring next year, hoping that that gets off the ground. Smash it demolition derby. Many thanks to those who supported Smash It in 2020. Challenging and unprecedented season, to say the least. Couldn't do without the support of the drivers, fans, fairboards, partners, year after year. With all sincerity, they do give thanks. Uh, SmashItDerby.com online. Jeffy's Fab Farm recognizes an industry leader in all manner of fabrication needs. They specialize in LS conversions and earned all of their major derby credential on the on the heels of their header offerings. And, and it all started just on a, hey, I want to make some sacks for my buddies. And How cool it took is that? off from there. Uh, Jeffrey Fab Farm released this summer the four-cylinder Camry engine mount and Hyundai Elantra 1.0 and 2.0 headers. The store offers bumper-to-bumper selection, including fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, senior components, pedals, shifters, switches, and gauges. If you need it, you can find it on the farm. Online, Jeffrey Fab Farm. Dot com Smith Metalworks all-purpose metal fabrication shop with 40 years of combined experience. The hallmark of their line is that super stock bumper plus the flat front bumpers and the uh, the pointed bumper. They can be stuffed, run hollow, either way. Also, compact versions of the pointed bumper. Other items include the Crown Vic door skins, battery boxes, engine mounting systems, pedal combos, and shifters. All the odds and ends that you need, including distributor clamps and weld-in centers. Be sure to ask the GM fl- about the GM floor liners. You can get this, this stuff shipped right to your door. Experience and passion. Second to none. SmithMetalWorks.info. Unified Point Series. Uh, we do need to get uh, in touch with Mark Elliott at this point. It is um, in the books, but I haven't seen the final results of the audit. You can stay up to date online. 527UnifiedSeries.com. John Shipley out in front. 106 points over Don Santel with 100. What a season. Front to back, how that whole thing came Amazing. together it was awesome. We should uh, Amazing. 
we'll uh, we'll get a season uh, in review together with Mark. He's been mm-hmm. buried with work and everything that we got to get wrapped up with. No Mercy is coming up in the spring of 2021, looking at April right now. But again, kind of just keeping finger on the pulse of the COVID situation. Friday is the three-man compact heats, 80s pro stock heats, and the half-ton trucks and SUVs. Saturdays, the last chance events for Dead Man Derby, online deadmanderby.com. It's going to be their spring No Mercy show. Youth compact division, Imperials, minivan truck and SUVs, full-size team one and done, Dead Man compact, 70s and 80 pro stocks, three-man compact team feature, 6,000 to win, full-size mercenaries one and done, 3,000 to win there we're going to be talking with tj about some of the details of that one as it gets closer and uh of course we've got blizzard bash 2.0 and capital city carnage combined for uh for march at this point so we'll be diving into some of that when we get tim on the line uh i guess we kind of just mapped out our next three weeks didn't we pretty close (laughs) pretty close any uh any fo- oh, we got some more chats coming in. See if anybody jumped in there. Don't forget the El Camino. Oh my gosh, next epic, the El Camino in Utah. <laughs> that was the like those out there. Yeah, well, I remember that one. <laughs> that shifted the wall and it moved all those, uh, moved all the hay bales and everything. And almost the only thing that was holding up the back half of that trailer and keeping all of the production rig from spilling down onto the bottom of the uh, Golden Spike Arena was the edge of the trailer caught a, a chunk of. Uh, cattle gate pipe that was about that thick or excuse me that was that wide when it flattened out mm-hmm. and the El Camino El Camino is nothing compared to the town and country wagon that mashed the gate flat and almost took us all out Ben's standing there cheering the rest of us are bailing over the fence looking for some place to go that was uh, that was a couple good ones um, uh uh what I got time to check into. Oh, Marty's. I, I was trying to make sense of Marty's post. He's tuning in now when it's live instead of waiting until three in the morning to catch the uh, catch the rear. I got you. So, nice. so Marty's tuning in. Always good to hear from Pops. Um, everybody, so, <laughs> yeah, Nick Stepic. It almost killed us. I've been almost killed a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've had some close calls. Yeah, it's always fun to look back at him because we can laugh at it since yeah, you're alive. We're still alive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's always fun to look back and be like, man, that was, that was a good time. Talked about those memories that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hillbilly Hammer, Chuck Bowman, story with that celebrity. Another one will be when I was trying to figure out how to brace myself sitting next to Jeremy Gully in the Dodge pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to do anything I can to keep that seat with a broken slider. From thrashing back and forth, man, and, and I, I tried to brace myself with my legs right about the time we, that it got online, and I realized at that very moment that it is possible for both your both your shin bones to come through the top of your kneecap at the same time. I thought for sure they were doing it. So, now, was that instant? So upon further review, we decided that I was going to just try and keep my feet on the ground, and, and that was Keep when, reaching for the stars. And my uh, shin bounced off the dash bar, and I hit my head right here off the a-post which is really a change of pace because usually when i'm wrecking cars it's this part of my head that's hitting the a-pillar mostly in dodge magnums and dodge avengers but that's the story for another time oh goodness <laughs> was it instantly what um was it instant pain when you smashed your shins or did it not happen until after the derby was over and the, everything wore off uh so have you ever like the, the closest thing I can compare it to is like when like playing hockey. 
and somebody takes a slap shot and it rings the, the puck off your leg or they take a slap shot on the follow-through, you get slashed, and that, that hard wood whacks right against that thin skin over the bone, and it feels like it's an instant knot, you know, mm-hmm. the big, mm-hmm. heavy knot. That's all I thought it was. I really didn't think that there was anything major going on until I saw the transmission fluid stain on the leg of my pants, and it was only about the size of a quarter. And I looked around, and I've, no, I've, I've spent no time inside derby cars. But I noticed there was, there was no other transmission fluid in any place. There was no origin for the leak. It was just that one spot that happened to hit And I'm like, what is the, what's the, like, like, what's leaking? Because in the back of my mind, in the calamity of errors that had, were, were transpiring in the passenger seat, uh, next to a very calm and collected Jeremy Gully, I got to thinking to myself how difficult it was to get into this truck. And, and those fateful words that I heard moments ago when I, I, was, I was off on the side of the track, um, if this does happen to catch on fire, how am I going to get out of here? And upon an inspection of the floor, there didn't appear to be any gas or oil. It just happened to be that spot on my pant leg. I'm like, well, maybe I got it getting in or something like that. He was topping off. And under a red flag, which felt like the heat felt like it lasted two minutes, but uh-huh. the red flag felt like it lasted 45. Mm-hmm. Like, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. I pulled my pant leg up and I looked at my shin bone. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, all of the prior thoughts about, boy, this is going to be hard to explain to Melissa. This might have been a bad decision. Were nothing compared to the how hard this was going to be to explain to Melissa. And what a horrible decision it was! <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> it didn't. It didn't hurt. It just felt like a knot on on my shin and i fully expected to see a bruise or something like that or a big i'm sure you bruised the bone that was protruding from your skin at that point oh yeah it wasn't now don't don't misunderstand that it wasn't a compound fracture no but the bone was it was just the skin had been evulsed yeah like uh you know like when hulk hogan rips his shirt yeah it looked like that and just you could just see the bone, and and I've seen the bones of deer being dressed, and I've seen the bones of cows, and I've seen the bones of things on the side of the road, and you'd never seen your own bones. Well, though. it's nothing that I particularly enjoyed, <laughs> you know. It's nothing that I look back on and thought, "Wow, I really want to see more of this." But then you look at your own, and it's the color white that you can't even describe. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing that you see being cut up on a table. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's bright. It's, <laughs> bones are bright. And then you then it then it registers. It's. Well, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've had a couple of those moments. Yeah, it gets uh, fingers and legs a couple times. And, mm-hmm. Um. So I, not to completely change subject, but if people enjoy this, let us know. We'll we'll do this again. I mean, is, send us some questions. Send enjoy, us some. I would I would definitely do do this fun, again. Man. The, the, the thing that I get nervous about and, and something that I'm, that's always in the back of my mind, again, coming back to that whole keeping it fresh, keeping it worth listening to, how many times do people want to listen to me talk about ripping my shin open next to Jeremy Cully in that Dodge? A lot, apparently. You, you love the story. <laughs> I do. It's pretty funny. <laughs> you end and, up slapping your knee every time I tell it. But, you know, how many, realistically, how many, how many stories do people want to hear about Waterloo that are the same ones? You know what I mean? But... I, I will gladly keep this kind of stuff going. There, there's derbies that we haven't even hit on. I mean, oh, yeah. I was, where was it? It's, it's over there now. I was hanging out on the, the couch waiting for the show to start last week, and I was looking at the stuff on that desk. The truck that we got from Pork Chops Kid's still over there. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's, that's in Kentucky. It, yeah, in in Owenton. Yep. yep. Well, and we, we got that when the sun was still up the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we talked about WWE at three o'clock in the morning, and the two hundred people that were still watching us guided on the conversation. Remember that? Remember how many answers and stuff we started getting online about that as that was going on? That was amazing. What part? Remember we started talking about old school WWE. Yes. And like when when we do the the, the pay per views, I'm sorry, when we do the live streams. Uh, Chris is obviously the one who usually runs the computer. Well, at the bottom of his computer, it tells how many people are watching. Mm-hmm. And we still had 100, 150, 200 people still watching. a lot of people still tuned in. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, we start talking about WWE, and all of a sudden our phones and everything start going off. Remember? Yeah. Me, you, and Josh, we were getting – Ben <laughs> wasn't getting happening? as many, but it was going – we were talking about old school wrestling, and oh, my goodness, it was – and laughing. We laughed about that after we all woke up when we were driving home. Sunday, we all were, we got talking about that again. I mean, it's we've had some incredible times. And then there, then there was that time when Chris and I were must be going to Florida. The last time we went last February. The last time, so just as COVID was starting to show up, mm-hmm. right? Okay, we went twenty twenty. Yeah, that was still this year. We went to uh, it seems like twenty years ago. But we went to the Rochester International, no, Rochester Airport in Rochester, New York. And on occasion, before a flight, Chris and I would stop and have a drink. You know, we've got to make sure you're hydrated. <laughs> so the, we f- were flying southwest, and there used to be a watering hole right next to the terminal. Well, that was gone. So Chris and I walked down back to the bar that was right by the where you walk yeah, in. Southwest? Yeah, yeah. Um, right by where you walk in, and... You know, we sit down and order a couple of drinks, and I think we got two drinks, and the bill was like thirty bucks, which yes. which isn't bad <laughs> for you know if you're an O'Hare because O'Hare is even worse than that. But and I milked that drink for everything it was worth and got up and <laughs> went and sat dejectedly in the, the seats waiting for our airplane. I remember that. You know, Brian, <laughs> Brian was going to get every last set of that. He was picking ice cubes out of the glass and licking them off. Oh yeah, it was bad. <laughs> if I had a longer uh, tongue, I would lick the bottom of the glass, but. That's another story. So Mark Benjamin wants to have a past winners of Waterloo show. Oh, boy. That'd be fun. How we could do it. I I don't know if we could pull it off right now, only because, well, for one, we've only got so many microphones. We would would have to double it up, which means that people would be too close together. And I don't really want to be the reason why Finger Lakes 1 (laughs) shuts down. (laughs) I am more than content to play by the rules so that Finger Lakes 1 doesn't have to explain why people weren't playing by the rules. But, uh, uh, yeah, we could definitely do that. And uh, Guy Raymond says, so why don't, we, why don't we talk to people about their memories? And, and that's the whole point of what the live chat is. Mm-hmm. Send stuff along. Yeah. Send things in. Post your stuff. I mean, we saw that, that, that great story that I, I never known that of story about Bolton mm-hmm. with the loaded bumper. It's like, doesn't matter because I wasn't planning on coming back. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was kind of cool. That's the kind of stuff that a night like this is built around. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh yeah, I, I th- this was a a very fa- <laughs> Marty Seeger's telling me to get a hold of him through Discord. Yeah, I, I I will. Right now, Discord, which we don't even look at, which is another messaging app. I've got probably twenty five messages that I have to do, <laughs> do to- <laughs> and that's all related to just graphic stuff. So it's. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chris Marquardt? I, I think I got to go home and do a lot of work. <laughs> 
we go home and watch Monday Night Football. Yep. Yep. Hey, did you uh, you see any of that Packers game last night? No, but my Giants won again. Yeah, what was the cost, though? Old Jones with his um, My youngest son, who was an amazing uh, – <laughs> he's, he's going to be some sort of sports <laughs> reporter. Um, he they're, they're monitoring him. It's day-to-day. Day. They don't expect him to miss a game. He's That's going good. to test it later in the week. Did you see Josh Allen go down when he got wrapped up and tried to flip the ball to the sidelines? Mm-mm. I thought he was done. I thought he was done, so. Did you see the coolest thing that, that Josh Allen has done since he's been to Buffalo? Right around Thanksgiving, him and Jim Kelly got together and exchanged jerseys for the first time. Oh, really? That's Jim cool. Kelly gave him a, an autographed jersey and I think an autographed Hall of Fame Jim Kelly football. And he got Josh because uh, Jim Kelly is one of the first guys that made – Trading jerseys, famous. I can I, remember in the early '80s, um, he was he had a hole in his man cave before he was a married dad. He had his man cave downstairs, and it had all these uh, jerseys from other players. So it was cool. But I I followed Jim Kelly on Instagram or one of those because he's an amazing man, and uh, I showed him and uh, him and what you call it exchange jerseys. So Alan cool. has Melissa's Melissa's mom was a tenacious Buffalo Bills fan. And she used to stalk those guys to get autographs. Cool. So he has a section of the turf that they pulled out of the field. That's awesome. And a football that is signed by, I'm going to shoot in the dark because I don't remember for certain all the names that are on there. Uh, Bill Polian, Jim Kelly, Steve Tasker, either Bruce Smith or Daryl Talley. Awesome. I can't. There's a ton of these autographs, and she she used to get pictures of them. And like, <laughs> Melissa has the best story of of her mom uh, chasing Jimmy Johnson and Emmett Smith, and uh, I, I think Leon Lett. Really? And uh, oh, Don Beebe's autographs on the ball. That's Don, cool. Don signed it. Don B. Period B, which was really cool. Yeah. And uh, I, I I've always had a soft spot for Don Beebe because he went to Super Bowls with. Um, he he went to. He's got three Super Bowl wins, I think. Or he's been. Oh in, yeah, he won with Green Bay. He went with Buffalo, Buffalo, and then went with Green Bay, mm-hmm. and, and won with Green Bay. Yeah. Yep. He's been in a in, in a bunch, not as many as Tom Brady. But anyway, um, but yeah, that uh, that football is really really cool. So uh, I think it was Bruce Smith was trying to leave, and he's in this car with these blacked out windows. Her mom walked right over to the guard, knocked on the window. <laughs> he put the window down. He didn't look pleased. <laughs> so Melissa was with with her for some of this. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yep. yep. Her I'd like to hear some of those stories. Her parents were at the greatest comeback game. Really? They were there. Did and you they know? Didn't that, leave. Did you know? There's 15 million people that were at that game. I know. And it's, uh, even Jim Kelly says that. He's <laughs> like, man, I've met more people that were at that game. He said more people were at that game than any other game in Bill's history. Um, but yeah, it was my brother. When he worked at Troyer Engineering, um, Billy Colton, who ran Troyer Engineering and owned I it for a while. I always forget that he worked for Troyer. He, him and his brother owned a RV dealership, Vans by Colton. Right. And they would give Jim Kelly and his family two or three RVs, and him and his brothers, that's, that's where they would hang out before and after games. Um, the year, I think it was the f- first year they won, the, or they were going to the Super Bowl, um, they tore down the goalposts and carried them out of the stadium, out over the top, and dropped them. Um, his Jim or uh, Colton got a, a piece of the the goalpost signed by one. I think it was uh, 
Leonard Smith was who signed up for Yeah. So, pretty cool. cool. Yep. Yep, Alan's got some cool, cool Bill stuff, some cool Bill stories. Melissa had all sorts of pictures that um, all of a sudden went lost. Because back then you had to give the role to the people oh, at Kmart. Oh, yeah. They, uh, she, uh, I don't know if she had a picture, if her mom had taken a picture of John Madden or is a picture with Melissa and John Madden. Oh, my goodness. And gone. Oh, my goodness. Um, she had a picture with uh, Barry Switzer. Wow. Yeah, a friend some, of mine cool had went to Alfred. He went to Alfred State, and he met a kid who had played high school football at Springville, which is where, Rich, Rich, I call it Rich Stadium, but where Buffalo Bills Stadium yeah. is. They played their sectional games at at the stadium. That's where they played their normal sectionals. Like right. states now, like you 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 can play in um, there, and then you go. But the, like their sectionals were held there, yeah. and they like he was on varsity from ninth grade up because he was that good. Um, he got to know the Bills, like all the Bills players. They would hang out and like watch games. And he got he went to Jim Kelly's house. Like he met all those. Did guys. Jim Kelly know? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was there with him. It was it was cool. He had a bunch of pictures. So it was it's yeah. That's that's pretty neat stuff. Yeah. Um, I I always was fascinated by like uh, Atlanta's sectionals. Their, the the Georgia mm-hmm. football championships mm-hmm. get played in in the Falcons Arena and, and in same Dallas. with Texas yeah uh, yeah you beat me too at Dallas all the all yeah the they play all the big all the big uh, stadiums down there it's, it's well how neat. does a building like that operate if you don't do that yeah. you got to have concerts and you know yeah. Rich Stadium has stuff go, which I can't New Era well, no not it's New nothing Era right field anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bill Bill Stadium um, but yeah that's a couple years last year uh, the Ithaca Cortland. Cortica football game was played in Giants Stadium. Yeah, so that was that was pretty neat. But yeah, it's it's the um, the year my son was born. I was playing eight, Giants Stadium eighteen years ago. I wish. how the Jets feel about that? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, eighteen years ago, um, I was helping Bath at the time, and they played the region. No, yeah, regionals at Rich Stadium. Yeah, and it was the Saturday, two Saturdays before my son was born. My wife's like, you can't go because what if I have the baby? And I'm like, you're not gonna have the baby, and she didn't. But um, so I didn't go. I, that that was my one chance to be on the field at Rich Stadium, and unfortunately, I missed it. But the um, our section, our New York State Public High School Athletic Association championships for football are held at the Dome in mm-hmm. Syracuse, which is which is really cool. Oh yeah, not We've, because of Syracuse, but because they get to play where Monster Jam runs. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, and I was I was blessed enough to be at two of those, and I can't tell you as a football fan um, what it was like to stand on the floor of the dome for a football game. And there was only I don't know maybe ten thousand people there, but that dome was so loud, and it was such a it was such a great football experience for those kids, and you know that, that was that was pretty amazing. But one of the one of the coolest things was getting to walk through the bowels of Blue Cross Arena mm-hmm. to get down to the down to rinkside yep. where you're allowed to sit where they set up the press boxes and the players yep. benches yep. for the basketball games mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that was that was very cool being there because I mean I, I really enjoy hockey back when it was played mm-hmm. <laughs> are they when's that gonna start uh it's it's forthcoming uh, honestly with when everything shut down in March it was basically like I shut the valve off and never turned it back on. I, really? I didn't follow any. I, I couldn't get my head around what was going on. I didn't put the effort into following along to learn what was going on with mm-hmm. the weird 
mini season and how they picked up in the points and then the playoffs and and then then Chicago got in by they must have let all the teams in to the playoffs because they had a series and then they then they then they got eliminated. So what, I think each team should have put their toughest guy up and just fist fought. <laughs> so what little what little interest I did have, I just I I was a terrible fan. I didn't pay any attention after that. I couldn't even tell you. I assumed that. I assumed that Tampa Bay won the cup. They were the strongest team. I think Tampa played Dallas. And I mean, I, I I didn't even see the, the the cup get skated this year, which was it's really. You've ever seen the cup in person? <sighs> no, Kyle Corrier has. Kyle Corrier, video guy up in uh, Malone, New York, Franklin County. He does he does some of the video work up there. He's seen it, and that's one of the one of the few people on earth that I have a grudge against because he's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! It's almost seven thirty. I know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. We gotta be done. All right. Well, if you enjoyed it, great. Give me some feedback. Let me know. We'll we'll, we'll do it again sometime, and we'll we'll figure things out. Uh, if you have memories, if you have stories, if you have things you want to talk about, pick our brains. Put it in the live chat. When we're live right now, I'm watching it. As you type in, I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. So so Marty, the messages now that you posted, I'm ignoring. I'm doing it on purpose, <laughs> just so you know. He was talking about have that winner show, get them all on Discord, and mm-hmm. then we can pump in Discord through the computer, and it'll all come through on one channel, so we can just pick up that audio server. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great idea, and it would work. So that's something to, to keep in the back of our mind. It would keep everybody distant. And, cool. Uh, that would be a lot of fun yeah. if we could do that. So something to keep in the back of your mind. If you like anything else, uh, uh, a topic that you want us to get to, um, feel, free to feel free to share it, bring it along. Man pretty good for not having any plans yeah we did all right (laughs) all right we appreciate it 333 in the books we'll see everybody next time the crash course live is presented by smash it demolition derby who hosts bash for cash blizzard bash and capital city carnage online at smashitderby.com and Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Sackville Falls, New York.